Alrighty guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Jeff Bryan. So Jeff, first question I always ask people when they come on the show is uh, share with your, share with us your health history, health journey, whatever you want to call it, like up until this point. All right, man, we will do it kind of quickly. Ulti- ultimately, <clears throat> in my early 20s, I started to develop ulcerative colitis uh, pretty badly. And that kind of turned me uh, into a position where I got into holistic health when I moved back to California. I'd been dealing with this for some time and pretty much, you know, numbing it away, you know, keeping with the lifestyle I was living, which was partying and drinking and, you know, eating what I thought was healthy at the time was, you know, fat-free kind of diets and things like that. And it was really just tearing me up that lifestyle. So when I moved back to California in 2004, my buddy and Czech practitioner, uh, Wayne Daniels, was the one that introduced me into the Czech Institute, Paul Czech, and I started you know, learning about that. It still took me a fair amount of time, um, but I went through and it, you know, I took it step by step, and just each year I was getting more and more involved in holistic health, more on the nutritional and physical level. Okay, and I started to see results. Eventually, uh, I decided I wanted to become a Czech practitioner, and that was 2007. Um, I started taking courses. In 2010, I went into full-time practicing, and from there, it's just been continuing on. I mean, we did the Paul Czech Big Dream Contest in like 2011, 2012, something of that nature with my partner, Roseanne. And we had mapped out, you know, our whole life with the float lounge, which we have sensory deprivation tanks and healing modalities in Laguna Beach, California. But part of that dream was this holistic playground, this retreat, right? Getting people away from the city, getting them back in nature, connected. And I'm a physical guy, a movement guy, so I've kind of developed this property through what I would say a holistic format from the ground up. you know, learning how to mend the soil and take care of trees, growing growing my own fruits, vegetables, things of that nature. We have an obstacle course on the playground. We've got saunas. We go on hikes, barefoot hikes, you know, all kinds of nature, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, and that's kind of where, where we're at today in short format. All right. So, and, and this is perfect because I do want to unpack uh, little by little. I mean, let's just start kind of where some of it's at right now. Like, all right, I, I'm curious, like, that connection with nature, like how has that been just changing you or what do you notice different? Like now that you're me, I, I don't know like how much you were even up until like the last like year or two when you guys have uh, bought this place, but like, how has it been like, just like you said, learning to cultivate the soil, like getting these trees and everything like that. Like how has that really strengthened your relationship with nature? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have, you know, I lived on a farm when I was younger. I've always been connected. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, my mom grew up on a family farm in Nebraska. I was lucky enough to have relatives take me in, let me live there and experience the farm life. My dad's parents were on a farm in North Carolina for some time. So I feel like, as we know, genetically, that can become embedded in us, and that was part of my journey. Um, but being up here, you know, we've been in the city in Laguna Beach a lot, and just coming up into nature alone you will feel a complete 
stress relief, right, of letting go. So it's very simple, and we know this from this fact that people go to beaches or people go to forests and they feel better, right? For me, like I said, because of my background, I've always loved nature, and that is something I love to do. I love to be in the dirt. I love to be. We know there's fungus and fungicide and everything in the dirt, right, our microorganisms, right? So we're playing with that, and we're handling it, and we're connecting with that. Right? We know that trees have their own communication. Well, I should say I know. Right? Not everybody knows. I think it's kind of a, a lost you know, idea to remember that the forest, the trees, plants right, are living. Right? And you can feel them. And not only living, but the communication that they have is incredible. Their whole root system has a communication. They actually have ways of... I have this book called The Hidden Life of Trees, which is very cool, and it talks it's, about... It's by a German author, right? Yeah, I don't I, know. I he has, like, three of them, like, secretly, for, like, trees, plants, and it might be animals or fungus. There might be, like, four of them. They're pretty wild, though, too. Yeah, super cool. And he talks about the communication yeah. systems, the roots, and he talks about how trees have this awareness. Some trees can put off perfumes and things to, you know, distract animals from eating them. You know, very cool. So... If you look at a tree stump that's been cut, we know about tree rings, right? And the life of that tree. You know, we can look at that. Well, put your thumbprint right next to it. Very similar, right? There is a big connection between us and nature. So I am in the, you know, in the world of bringing people back up into nature and feeling that. What else, like, what else about that? Like, what are the ways I, from, from somebody who's like struggling to connect with nature, right? Like, I know just immersing in it, but like, what does that look like? I mean, whether it's a retreat or like things that you just find that make it easier for people to kind of get involved with it rather than just being like, oh, well, why do I want to go out and play with the trees or whatever that I could would play with rocks, trees, whatever it is. Right. Well, ultimately life is an experience, right? So sure. no matter what you say about it, until somebody comes up and experiences it, they're never going to know, right? But part of that is actually getting still, right? Being able to sit, even if you use a meditative practice or something, sitting in the forest. I've been in forests where I could actually hear the vibration of the universe, in forests where nothing was around, right? And you're, wow, what is that sound, right? And of course, we are vibration. We have a universal harmony. Right. So I always say that's why this is an active retreat here. Right. You you get to experience it and therefore you can feel it. And I have clients go away. Right. And they know how they feel up here and they go back into their life in the city and they know how they feel there. Right. So it's kind of bringing that connection, that differentiation. Right. So they can get away. You don't have to necessarily come to a retreat. Right. They could take a weekend with their family and go to the forest and just get away and learn these skills to actually get away from their lifestyle in the cities, you know, and get them grounded again. Right. So it's just, it's another practice. So what have been some of your favorite practices? Like talk about, I mean, maybe it's just sitting there, but uh, like with the obstacle course, with the sauna, like, yeah, what's, what's fun? Like, what are you loving up there doing? I mean, it's called the holistic playground. Yeah. Yeah. The playground part is definitely my, you know, it was part of my dream. It's part of my passion, right? Yeah. So 
I love running around in nature. And that's what the obstacle course is about. So we put up, I put up, and it kind of just unfolded as I went. But we have a slack line that we start on. We go through these stump jumps, rope climbs, log carries, rock carries, rock tosses, around to some gymnastic greens that we have on the property too. But what that's the fun part in my experience of really connecting. There is a different vibration when you are lifting stones. As you know, you've experienced that. There's a different vibration when you're out in nature and you're working out. It's completely different. So I've been out there messing around, hauling stones with, you know, you, you uh, interviewed Nico a little while ago yeah. and he was out here. We spent about three and a half hours out on the playground, throwing stones, tossing. I had some rocks down at the bottom of the property that I needed to move up. And he's like, well, let's do it. I'm like, man, we've been out here for a long time. <laughs> I, don't, I would say, let's go inside, right? But what I found in that moment with him is the amount of energy I still had after three and a half hours of hucking stones, big stones, right? And this was a 230-pound stone that we carried up to the top for the property. So what I realized is the amount of energy that you can retain and you get even through your workout is way more than anything that I've experienced in a gym personally, right? So I may have a half hour workout, 45 minutes in a gym, but I'm ready to be done at that point. Sure. You know, if I'm out here and I'm playing around and doing different maneuvers and climbing ropes and throwing stones, it keeps you motivated. In my experience. You're, you're like that kid where it's like, all right, time to come in for dinner. Like you, you don't want to go in at that point. You're just having so much fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's about, right? I mean, how many times we're suppressing that inner child as well, right? We got to get back out into nature and play, right? And that's what part of it is about, you know. But some of the challenge can be what comes up when this happens, right? What comes up with our competitive side, you know? Are we, you know? Are we competing with ourselves too much? Are we allowing ourselves to have fun? Right? So that can come up. And that's part of the process, right? Of bringing this up here, right? I get guys that are like, you know, in their 40s and see some of the things we're doing. They're like, whoa, man, I can't do that stuff. I said, yes, you can. There is levels for every single obstacle that we have on the course. My dad's 75. I've had him up here on the obstacle course, right? So, good excuse, but that's not an excuse, right? Even so if it's, it's just like you said, it's trying to climb over just the stumps. Like, you, you, anybody can pick up, like, some type of rock. Like, it doesn't have to be a 230-pound stone. You're climbing, taking from, like, the bottom of a hill to the top of a mountain or whatever it is. But exactly. there's, there's right. something in between for everybody. And we've got 24 pounds up to 230 pounds. Yeah. There's different things. You don't have to climb the rope, right? You can do pull-ups on the rope. You can jump with your hands on the rope, right? Every, there's different levels for everything. And that's what it's about is like looking, humble your ego, right? And learn how to accomplish the task at your skill level, right? And that's a learning objective, right? And don't be competitive with yourself to the point that you're dismantling yourself, right? Have fun with it. Experience it. Enjoy it. Because we beat ourselves down a lot working out, don't we? In the gym, when we deal with clients, both of us have personal clients. And, you know, a lot of the times people don't want to go, right? Or they beat themselves down. They're not good enough. They're never good enough. That's not heavy enough. I'm not strong enough, right? 
So learning to you know ease up on herself, and that's something I had to learn, and that actually my wife taught me, right? Because I was beating myself up like oh I should be stronger, and so it was years ago. And she said, Jeff, you know, you walk in there, and that should be your sanctuary. You've done a massive amount of healing, and the gym has helped you do that. And it actually changed my perspective big time, right? And I started going into the gym differently. Right? And so that's the kind of things, you know, I want to teach people, show people, like, hey, as we as we get older, you know, calm down, right? Enjoy but yourself. I would also like to bring, and this is, uh, I, I'm guessing, right? Like, once you did that, you might have also learned, you might have actually gotten stronger from that. You might have started, like, just... You didn't notice, like, okay, maybe some was something was like wearing down or like hurting a little bit. Like, started feeling better. Like, you're like, oh wow, I can hit full range on whatever it is. Like, like there are just these things you notice too. Like, if you just take that step back, it's like everything actually starts to get better then too, not just weaker uh, from just the pure weight standpoint. Right, you're stronger, stronger in multiple ways, right? Yeah. Not just in the weight room. Yeah. Mentally, emotionally, right? Your energy is better outside of the gym for life because that's really why we work out and things, right? For life. So it's like learning to, you know, bring that together and maybe reduce time so you have more energy outside of the gym, right? And absolutely, you're going to be stronger in the holistic way, right? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, right? Because you're going to have more energy to go out into life. And share or just be be friendly feeling better higher energies things of that nature right so yeah Jeff since you've been up there what have you learned about yourself and it could be maybe in any of those areas like what has been like just a big like aha moment for you that is a big question I have gone through many different levels up here right because what I was saying, when I brought up this manifestation in 2012, right, I had this idea. It yeah, took, give the timeline on that. I think to, people appreciate kind of where you've gone through with that journey. Yeah, so 2012 is when we were manifesting this. I brought, had the idea, like, this is what I want yeah. to be happening. I want to hold these retreats. And we bought the property in 2017, okay? So quite a while, right? <laughs> You're talking five years. We were searching, we were up and down where we were going to be. Um, so we bought this property, and of course, you know, with it being in my head for that long, when I saw this property and I had my vision, I took off, right? <laughs> From the sun up till sundown, I was working out in the land, creating the space, right? Pine beetle had come in, wiped out, you know, tons of the land, the what we would call moon dust, right? The backyard was like so dusty and the soil just seemed totally dead, right? So I put in, you know, 20 some fruit trees and other 20 some evergreens. I've got, you know, herbs and things going on, creating paths. And but what I learned during those first two or three years is I've, I got out of, I've got out of my own practice of what I teach people. I started working way too hard right and it was like and I couldn't even though I, part of me knew it part of me didn't want to stop I always had things to do right I had concrete to pour for my sauna I had trees to put up I had obstacles to do I had wood chips to spread I had 
stumps to take down. Always when you're in a mountain house, right, there's going to be stuff to do, right? So what actually had to happen is universe had to intertwine and put me in a scooter accident in Laguna Beach where I was going about 40 miles an hour and car turned in front of me, slammed into it, blacked out, you know, busted my clavicle, and that took me out. And that was a time where I couldn't really do much on the land, could I? So I had to go inward, and I started doing a lot more meditating, a lot more inner child work, looking at what this meant to me. And the thing was, slow down. You're getting caught up, right? It doesn't matter if it's your dream or if you're in the mortgage world or whatever job you're doing, right? So I found myself getting caught up in the same thing that we're trying to teach people to slow down. I thought, wow, that's really powerful. And honestly, that's been my biggest lesson. And I took that, and since then, it shifted me into a point where I was able to enjoy my own playground and retreat considerably more. Okay, Because I noticed when I got to reflect on it, was I really enjoying my time up here? Part of me, yes, absolutely. Digging, I love that stuff. But I was also running myself ragged. So I wasn't playing on the obstacle course. I was setting up the obstacle course. I wasn't going on hikes, right? I was out on the land constantly working. And so when that happened, and then I healed up a little bit from that, I was able to really start playing on my own playground. And... You know, that changed my whole perspective of being up here and enjoying the space that I had dreamed about since 2012, right? It was like, wow. Okay, so that's the biggest lesson I've seen from my experience up here. And, um, I mean, we can go into all kinds of stuff with, you know, connecting to the nature and the vibe of that and just being outside and playing. But ultimately, it was the biggest life lesson was you know, look what's happening. Slow yourself down. Get back into your own practices, right? Stretching, meditating, working out, moving, you know, and slow down. Because when you're out on the land, on land and you're, you've got to haul big stumps and dig four-foot holes, and you know, you're constantly working under stress, right? Some of those are, you could be doing 200-pound, you know, farmer carries with logs up a hill you know, for a long time through the day. So it's a lot of work. And as we know, that can become very stressful, even though you don't know it, right? No, I so. think that's that's an important lesson. And it, unfortunately, I think we all get that slow down moment at some point. Uh, it's just... Any of them. And <laughs> it's, it's the listening to it, though, right? That's, that's the difference. That is yeah. the biggest difference is... It's making the change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. reflecting on it and seeing and you know i've had that with the colitis i've had that with drinking i had it in multiple areas mm -hmm. right and it was and at just different stages of your life too i think that's the other big thing there yeah massively at different stages and understanding even though you know being a practitioner and you're in the holistic lifestyle and you have this dream to create this thing well you can still get caught up in that very much so right and that was important for me to see. So, but man, I am so grateful for this place. I love this place. So what so, does your time look like up there now? 
like okay if you're if you're up there i mean what does maybe a typical day look like or kind of if it's a typical week or weekend like how is that all structured so that you have time to talk to clients work with clients host retreats still work on the land but get your meditation your play i mean everything well right now there's you know i've basically got three jobs going on and we're living half the week in two places right so i have my personal clients and we have the float lounge float tanks down in laguna beach california and then we're running retreats and spending our time half the week up here eventually you know we're going to be changing that and it's happening this year we're going to be spending more time up here we're going to be doing more retreats things of that nature so i had a feeling this question was going to come up and i was like thinking about it i was like you know there is no typical day for me on the mountain. It's going to depend on the season, number one, <laughs> right? And it's going to depend on things that I might need to get done. If I'm only up here half the week, not only, yes, it's the playground and I love to play, but there's a lot of maintenance that comes with it too, right? So I'm taking care of those things and keeping up on the property. You know, we've rehabbed this home, you know, from, it's only had one original owner. And it had all the original, everything in the house was original from 1970, right? Nothing had been done out on the land. So it's right? quite a bit to take care of, yeah. <laughs> a lot to take care of. So a typical day is like not typical. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as getting all my, um, say, therapies in. Sure. It always works as a feeling. For me, getting up and actually making food and having a breakfast is one of the first things I do. Now, changing that in the wintertime up here, the first thing I do is actually get a fire started. Right? So I might get my fire started. I can have a little time with the fire because I love to sit with the fire and meditate for even a couple minutes. Right? And then I'll go eat breakfast and from there the day will unfold. You know, so I don't have a typical plan all the time, and it's going to depend whether we're doing retreats, whether I have housework, or whether I have a play day. Right? But if I have a play day, it's going to be eat, stretch, meditate a little bit, get out, play on the playground, go for a hike. I usually will end with sauna and cold therapies, and then come back in and enjoy my evening. So... It's always going to be different. What kind of sauna did you end up uh, going with? We have up here, we have a barrel sauna, a six-person barrel sauna. Yeah. So it's a true sauna. So we're at like, you know, 195 degrees. And uh, down in Laguna, I have an infrared sauna for myself. But I decided to go with this hot sauna, the true sauna, not only for the size, but because I wanted to do cold and hot rotations right and I find at 195 degrees obviously you're getting hot fast you're jumping in the cold you can go back and forth a little bit easier and I also loved the barrel look <laughs> I think know. it fits in maybe more with uh, just the whole ambiance of just the nature yeah. and everything like that yeah that makes sense yes well I ask because it's one of those I've we're building our house right now it's like I, I want to put a sun in and I really am still kind of going back and forth between the two, uh, whether it's the infrared, whether it's the barrel, because like it, it kind of, as you said, like there's, there's that draw towards each one for different reasons. Uh, right. So it's, it's still going to, I mean, another one of those things like 
meditating, like really feeling what I'm going to need, I, that's, that's going to be the next step. Right. I know. I was, uh, I'm thankful. You know, I bought the infrared one back in 2014, so I've had that one. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, eventually, even when I bring it up to the mountains, I will still keep it because mm-hmm. I have found that I do enjoy both kinds of the sauna for different reasons. And, um, you know, and obviously when I'm by myself, that's a six person barrel sauna you're heating up. So energetically, energy wise, right. And not only financially, but that's part of my, you know, my lifestyle is always looking at like, how am I going to be able to reduce energy for mother, you know, from mother earth and universe? How am I going to save water? Yeah. Always looking at these little things, you know, to do. So yeah, we'll have that up here eventually. Well, it's funny you say that, like, because uh, when Nico and I were speaking, like, he brought up um, a Tom Brown Jr. book and, like, just, like, that connection with nature and everything. It's like, uh, so I, I, I downloaded one, uh, and I've been really listening to that, just digging that. And, I mean, just for him talking about all of those things, and especially just that, like, conservation of energy, I, I'm i really trying to instill that in my boys right now. It's like brushing teeth. Sometimes they just want to play with the water, and it's like... It, it, but it's tough because I, I, I feel that uh, th- th- it's actually a very good practice for me because I feel like getting very tight, like I want to yell almost because it, it is that important. And I don't want to freak them out about it, but I want them to understand like how important things like that are to right. us, but then the universe as a whole. Right. And I've noticed that a big, you know, I think that's a big deal even in our realm of holistic health is like, I see a lot of practitioners and people in the spiritual world and I just watch them live when they come up or I'm with them and I'm like, this is interesting, right? The little things like you're talking about, turning off the water while you're brushing your teeth, right? Maybe collecting water. We have a water filter down in Lagoon Beach and you know we collect that water and then go dump it out on the plants and things and trees sure. and that, rather than just let it run out. Right? But I know people that will just let it run down the drain, you know, and so it's, or something simple. You're out in the woods. You can just go pee out in the woods. Like it, it's almost comical, to, but it's true. Like you, there's no reason you need to go in, flush a toilet, like waste another couple of gallons. Like no, just give it back to Mother Earth, even. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this place for me has been that, uh, you know, that's what I want people to see up here. Yeah, it's in a bigger format. Water. So when we do a load of wash, it runs out onto the land, right? We're going to be gray watering our sink and things like that. So anything that I use inside the house, ideally, oh yeah, trees and things of that nature, right? I have a rain barrel collecting, you know, rain out of a gutter. I have another water basin that we dug collecting another rain barrel, so it'll just percolate into the ground. It's not something I'm actually collecting, right? But one of my mentors, Daniel Francis, uh, been a permaculture for 20, 20 years, and he's helped me with these ideas and practices, and so it was that thought process of, look, we're taking this rain gutter and moving the water just into a water basin that we dug into the earth, just for the fact that it can go back into the earth. It's not actually going to any trees right there or anything of that nature, but as we know, the water will flow down through the earth, and tap into some of those bigger trees and things of that nature, right? So, you know, on that we have, you know, we built this whole log wall where we cut down trees and most people would, 
you know, either use the wood and burn the wood and things like that. Well, I decided to build a whole retaining wall with logs that I've cut down on a tree we had to take down, right? So I've learned to reuse a lot of things on this land as well. I've taken, you know, gates that were being thrown away in uh, Orange County, and I've actually hauled them up, tore them apart, sanded them down, rehabbed them, and made them into walkways for my sauna and things like that. So I've done a lot of, like, rehabbing and refurbishing, and I love that part, you know, of being able to recycle and reuse stuff. And that's been a big thing for me, getting back into doing that up here. So, yeah, I'm all about that. I want to teach people about that when they're here. You know, we have... Jeff, you're talking about like permaculture. Is there, is there anything that just you're studying right now, whether it's to learn more about maybe kind of what you're doing up there or just anything else you're geeking out on? Well, I'm always geeking out on the land, that's for sure. And there's multiple things. But permaculture-wise, I would say right now I'm not learning anything new, but I am integrating still what I have learned the past couple years from my mentor. And it's a constant thing. We're always working uh, to rehab the land and using, right, using, say, fish meal and kelp to fertilize our trees and, you know, looking at the soil and testing the soil and just feeling it out, right? So there's always, there's always an integration process. Uh, I will be doing some more work this year. Uh, my mentor is actually up working at this 400-acre, it's called Quail Springs, and it's a 400-acre permaculture land where there are completely off the grid, right? And they do everything from animals to buildings. And um, so he, he's, uh, you know, he's got workshops and things going on up there. And part of me is thinking about checking that out and getting into that a little bit more uh, this year. And we'll see how that unfolds. You know, so I'm always learning, always integrating, being out on the land and looking at trees when you have trees, they are like children. In my, I don't have children, so I, should, I guess I can't say that truly, but they are my children. And say, I might have you know, a problem, a diseased tree, and I'm you know, thinking, okay, well, what's happening with this tree? Right? I might have a tree that's not fruiting or that's not growing as much as another one. Well, how can I help that and how can I tend to it? Right? And you're always tending to these trees like they are your children. Right? You've always got to be looking up on them, checking the water, make sure the water's going in, fertilizing them. Right? So to me, since I don't have children, they are my children. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't disagree with you, though. I mean, well, it depends. Like You and I, I think, have that just connection with the trees, and we want to uh, care for them and love them that much. Uh, some people might not look at it as such, but... I, I think like to have that true connection, whether it's the trees, the garden, I mean, you, any animals that you'd be raising, uh, it still is, they all need care and they all need that love uh, to help them be their treeist or whatever it might be. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Jeff, what is, what, what is like, uh, even just like your practice look like? So you said you're still seeing clients like, Hey, what is that in uh, kind of take on, uh, whether it's the lifestyle coaching, the, the, the movement patterns, I mean like the, the personal training and, or like a little bit of everything, like where do you really kind of get into that? Well, I mean in different areas, right? I have, so I have a personal clientele. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, 
as my background is Czech practitioner, right? So we're using a lot of that philosophy. But you know, I've trained with the Edel Portel group, and I've trained sure. with myofascial release and John Barnes approaches, and all kinds of movement, animal flow, yoga, you know, flows, Scott Sohn, and things of that nature. So. I guess uh, I would say I'm a little confused on the question, but I do have a personal clientele during the week. Yeah, look what does that, that look like for you? Well, that that looks busy. <laughs> From the standpoint of, like, that's what I'm seeing, like, okay, what all do you do with people? I mean, because you, you talked about mul- multiple different modalities there that you're using, that you're working with with people. It's like, how do you kind of just connect with people? How do you work with them? Yeah, I mean, in this... In that format, I'm working with a lot of more, you know, business style people, yeah. right? So people will come to us with pain, right? Back mm-hmm. pain, pain, things of that nature. So a lot of times, depending on the person, right, you're going to get people coming to you for nutritional reasons. You're going to get people coming to you for physical reasons, right? And so it's going to depend on that. But most of my guys are going to be from the physical standpoint at this time. So we're doing a lot of corrective exercise stability first, right? Always getting them out of pain and then continue on through strength and conditioning and, you know, bringing in that balance and stability in their life, teaching them about the holistic lifestyle, how they can implement that into the city. Because some people can look at what I'm doing up here and say, yeah, that's cool, but I live in the city. Well, yeah, you know, I spent most of my life in the city as well. So, you know, we can still very much implement these ideas into the city, right? There's always places we can get out and hike in nature. Time is our biggest thing, right? So learning how to, you know, work with them and be like, okay, how can we fit this in, right? And maybe it's five minutes on the beach down there. Maybe it's, you know, five minutes in a forest somewhere else for somebody else, right? So that's kind of, you know, to say that how do you work with clients, it's uh it's always person dependent, as we know as check practitioners, but we're always going to start from the basics, right? And from there, just like my journey was, as they learn this system, whether it starts physically or nutritionally, you see their energy change. As we talk and we share experiences of maybe what I'm doing up here or just our life experiences, curiosity arises. Oh, okay. So I can take that on. And I've seen people work, say, in the physical realm only, not willing to take on things for a year and a half, two years, right? And we're still finding their dream for their physical. But all of a sudden, after a year and a half, you know, something else will shift, right? And they'll want to take on another aspect of their life. And that's how exactly how it was for me, right? I started my whole journey on physical and nutritional stuff because that's what I kind of grew up doing. Right. In an unhealthy format, but I thought it was healthy. Right. So so it's like I'm okay with that, right? Nobody told me not to eat McDonald's right back then. And if somebody did, I would have said, eh. You know, it's, it's I'm I, eat I it. get it. I get it. Yeah, I was there, right? So it's like learning to appreciate where people are at is the biggest lesson I've learned in my practitioning going, look, nobody robbed me of my beer and alcohol when I was still eating organic food. Because if somebody told me I had to give that up at that time, maybe I would have, you know, got away from that whole type of living. I don't know. But somehow, you know, having those steps 
I slowly made my journey to where I am today. And it's a massive journey. I could say 10 years ago today to now is incredibly different, right? And you heal more and more each year, right? You, no matter what you're doing, right? Physically, mentally, emotionally, in your meditations, they get stronger. You know, and you're in your capability to reflect on how you reacted to a certain situation. That gets stronger, right? Your spiritual connection to nature, to the universe, to yourself, right? That gets stronger. As long as you're willing to stay on that track, right? And keep taking baby steps and small changes through that journey, right? The biggest thing is I've seen people try and make huge lifestyle changes. And it, it gets overwhelming and stressful, and they stop, right? So, no, and I appreciate yeah. you putting it that way because, okay, I mean, we've been talking for a half hour, right? And it's like it sounds like you've done a million and one things to to uh, heal yourself, change your lifestyle. But like you said, it it didn't just happen like with flip of a switch. Like that was time, yeah. and as you said, it's it. It's never going to end. Like you want to continue doing that because there's still always going to be something else uh, that we can do for ourselves. And as long as you're willing to keep going, keep pushing, uh, I I I think it also gets uh, at least personally like more enjoyable. I don't know. I, it's just like, oh wow. I mean, yeah, those were probably bigger steps, like more often. But now it's like every little bit that you do. Uh, maybe it's just made that appreciation of it that much more than uh, as you keep going. Yeah, well, when you can appreciate it, life gets better. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the ultimate practice, right? I think that's, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. What have you, what have you even found yourself appreciating more? Uh, like as we're talking here, I'm thinking like things that I appreciate or have had a recent uh, aha moment to to really appreciate through I mean I say through my time it's learning to appreciate the smallest things it's not ahas anymore I've had aha moments you know I've done a lot of work in that you have massive transformations but through time learning to appreciate everything I'm talking as little as you trip on something, stub your toe. Well, thank you for that. Why did that happen? Where's my reflection? I am going to appreciate that wound that I got, whether I'm out on the playground or not. And look at that and say, well, what happened? Where do I need to be you know, more in tune with myself there? Where do I need to be more conscious of looking at things? Right? So, but I mean, honestly, waking up, Looking outside, seeing trees, seeing the sunrise, seeing the moon, like really being in gratitude for Earth, living on this land. You know, we, I feel like we, uh, you know, take it for granted, obviously, right? A lot of us. And it, we are just such amazing vessels. Right? And it's like, wow, and Mother Earth is the most amazing. So it's like connecting to that and being thankful for everything, right? And so it's not ahas for me anymore at this, at this time, I should say. I'm sure there will be some ahas, right? But it's as simple as waking up and looking outside. 
Jeff, as, as you're talking about it, I, I don't know. I'm getting... Uh, what is the difference between being at the beach versus the mountain for you? Oh, yeah. Well, they're completely different environments uh, from an energy standpoint. Okay, so we live at the beach, and it is city life, and it's crowded, right? Uh, so the energy vibration of everyone in that area, you can feel, we can, right? and everything going on. And when you come up to the mountains and you're surrounded by the ultimate teachers of forest and trees and soil, the vibration, you can literally just feel that calmness sit in, right? So there is a big difference. A lot of people down towards the beach, right? When I grew up going to the beach, we would go to the beach, right? Lay on the sand in the sun. You come and wow, this feels so amazing. Right? But what are we laying on? We're laying on crystals and stones full of energy. Right? We're absorbing the sun, vitamin D. You know, we might be getting in the salt water. What is that? Mineral water. Right? And we go home feeling just amazing. But a lot of times people don't, you know, look at it from that perspective of the vibration and the healing from Mother Earth. You just, oh, go to the beach and feel great. Right? So you have that aspect down at the beach, and that's what I use when I'm down there. But up here, it's the stillness in the forest when you don't have as many people around you. It's, it's a much calmer vibe. You're really able to hear nature and the universe vibration, right? Whereas down there, you do have a lot of, still a lot of noise, right? A lot of chaos going on, which is a great teacher for meditation. But still, it's there, right? So it's to me, it's it's totally different, you know. And I actually I love them both, but ultimately, I'm definitely you know a forest uh, naturist guy, and this is the start of something that I see as being bigger, where I have you know more land, right? where I'm able to actually learn more about growing food, bigger food, having you know bigger retreats different style where we're really living off the land even in at another level right so that's my goals in the future what does that look like i have a feeling you already have it uh very much envisioned yes i do have it um if you wouldn't mind sharing that is that might be a big one i know yeah i'll share a little bit uh but right now, it's going to be, I, look, I look at this property as my practice property, right? Everything I'm doing here, I see on a bigger scale yeah. from the sense of even where the, you know, where the home is going to be, right? Like right now, I'm still, I still have a neighborhood and you know, to a degree a neighborhood, but nothing like a normal neighborhood, but there's still <laughs> things like that, right? Yeah. So I kind of see... You know, being in even more isolated spot, right? More acreage of growing more food, where we're really able to bring food into the retreats that we have grown on the land, right? And there's research that shows when you're around your plants and trees and you're tending to them and touching them and maybe peeing by them like you were talking about, right? Spitting around it, right? They are actually collecting, you know, 
your vibration, your cells, and that the actual fruits can actually grow to actually work for your body better. Right? So that's a really cool, interesting thing I ran across. And um, yeah, I look to, that's why I love to be out with my trees and touch them and sit with them and talk to them. Right? Thank them for growing. Right? Thank them for being here and being in gratitude. So, what, what plants, what animals, trees, whatever it is, like, what do you feel most connected to? Anything in particular? No. It's like asking a father or mother, which child do you feel more connected to? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, so, well done. I, I, that's actually, yeah, that makes sense. All of it. I love it all, man. Love from the stones to the soil to the trees to the water, creeks, you know, all of it. I'm still amazed, though. I, I, I don't think, like, it never even occurred to me, like you said, just the having that stronger connection with all of those things that they can help tailor what what they can give back to you as well. That's amazing. I'm still amazed at that, right? It's very cool. So I haven't done a ton of research on that or looked at it. It came across me, and I think my mentor was the one that mentioned that to me. And I was just completely fascinated on that. So, you know, I'm still with myself finding the balance between, look, I'm working with people on a physical level, and right, that's kind of where I've come from, right? And now I'm going through the whole Czech philosophy, as you know, learning all that and studying it and learning different workshops. You know, now I'm getting more into the permaculture. So for me, finding the time, I've stopped rushing to try and, learn things, right? And just learn a piece, go out, experience it. And that experience may be a year. You know? But instead of trying to take all this knowledge and everything and keep bringing it on, you know, my whole thing is getting into the experience of it, you know, and really integrating it and feeling it and not just being in here with it, right? So there's a lot that goes on out there. You know, when you're willing to to open that and feel it and be okay with it. <laughs> I no, I, I'm I'm thinking about it like I, I don't necessarily care if there's like all this research to back that up, anything like that. It's it just intuitively makes so much sense because as you said, like, okay, well if you have a client or somebody that walks in the door that day, like you have to connect with them on an emotional, on a spiritual, on a physical, emotional level and be able to tap into that to give them most what they need. Why would, if you didn't make that same connection, I, mean, I, I keep looking at a tree right out here. Uh, like if I make that same connection with that tree, why can't I give it and it give me back the same thing? Right. And that, that's cool, man. Yes. Love that. <sighs> yeah. No. So sorry. I'm, I'm almost like distracted by that just yeah, sensation and that feeling. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty wild to me. Um, what is, what's your favorite thing to do in the playground then? Do you have like the same thing? I know like we're going back to that favorite, but it's like, you seem like just the rocks. I don't know why that uh, I'm guessing at that, but it, like, it seems like there's something there for you. Yeah, it changes, but definitely I would say at this time it's the stones. Yeah. Um, mainly cause there's so many things you can do with them. I can have a whole gym workout with my stones. 
right? You can do so much with the stones, and I think that's why probably it's one of the you know more fun things for me to do right now. And if I want to go out and just have a workout uh, rather than say running the playground, you know, that's where I'll be. I'll be working with the stones. Um, but I'm learning, you know, there's so much creation you can do with every obstacle on my playground. Like when Nico and I were out there, right? You're talking as little as doing push-ups while you're whole, while you're on the slack line, right? Creates a whole kind of stability like you would do on a Swiss ball, right? Yeah. So taking, you know, creative ideas and using them different, right? The rope pull, yeah, we got it to climb up the rope, but there's all kinds of pulls you can do with it, right? So you can create a whole workout really with any one of those events, but the stones, you know, there is just something about that vibration that I really love. And that's, I would say right now, is my favorite favorite place to be. Well, you said like creating the whole workout. I mean, I, I, I've done like the stacking for a while, but it's just recently like I've been going out so much more like at this park that I go to is really where I kind of do it. And it's like I'm finding myself just wanting to go out further and further from like where I have that, uh, all the stones, and just bring more of them into it. And sometimes that's what it is. It's just like I'm going to go. I might only get three stones that day, uh, and it might take me an hour, but it's like, I just kind of go out, find the right one, and then to carry it back, like, depends which direction I'm going on that hill. Um, Yeah, but it's just, there's so much fun with that, and the other thing is sometimes, like, all right, it's when it's below freezing, right, like, it gets frozen in there, you're like, all right, does this stone not want to come to me, and you have to connect to it, like, is it fighting for a reason, or is it basically teaching me, like, you got to be patient and either wait till it's a frost or figure out another way to get me out. Yes. I love that, that ego mindset of, oh, no. It's not time to pick this one. <laughs> we actually had that. We went, we went out and started, went right out to the stones when it was, you know, snow was on the ground and stuff. I tell you, within, you know, 15 minutes, our hands were frozen, right? Those stones are just like handling ice cubes. So we started like running around the property and, you know, warming up in between sets and stuff, but that got us, that got me doing anything, uh, something different, because I hadn't really run laps around my property, per se, just as say like a track, yeah. right, and it was actually really nice, and then we'd stop and maybe do some pull-ups on the rings, and then we'd stop and maybe do a rope pull, things of that nature, but what it came down to was, wait a second, I'm going to start using my slack line, rope, you know, for workout days when there is snow on the ground and those rocks are too cold for me to handle because I don't want to be handling them but what I found is the slack line and ropes and rings are you know that's a good time to be using those right so it gives you that idea look it doesn't always have to be stones it's like again looking at the situation just like in life okay what's going to be my best bet right here for me right And so I'll move on to something else. And that was something actually kind of new last year, you know, about using all those and those other obstacles in different ways rather than the idea that I had them set up for with the obstacle course, right? You could do, you know, all kinds of different sets with those things, right, in different stations. So that brought in a whole new creative process of how else can I use this slack line or how else can I use this rope climb, you know, where it came very easy with the stones, Oh, I can do this toss with the stones. I could do all kinds of chops, reverse chops, and 
you know, pushes, one arm pushes, one arm, one leg squats, right? You could do kettlebell swings with a stone. Right? Endless. It's endless, absolutely. Right? So, like, taking all of our knowledge from kettlebells and cable work and deadlift and squatting and just applying it to the stone, that was easy for me, you know? And so, kind of, you know, learned to do that with my other tools as well for days that I don't want my hands to freeze off. <laughs> uh, quick recommendation on that. I have, like, I either just like have like uh, wool gloves or something like that where I still can connect to it or like I've started to try and experiment with like fingerless gloves where it's like still enough but I, then I can still get the, like that true tactile sensation on the fingertips or the, the rings of the tree maybe as we're looking at it there. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys probably have more snow and cold than I do. A lot of times if I have snow over my rocks it could melt within a couple of days. <laughs> I'll just wait. <laughs> And that's true. Like once we kind of get it, like it's snowing today. Like this is our first true snowfall. It's been a really warm uh, winter and just mild. But yeah, like once we get it, it's usually going to be here for a bit. Um, but either way, it's just like it's just fun. And I think there, there's that teacher again of like, okay, now it's slippery. Now it's like there's so many more elements that you have to be uh, present with. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Jeff, what do what do your retreats look like? I know you said like you've only like kind of started dabbling in it, but now it's like you're really starting, I think getting that flow of uh, starting to roll more of that out. Like what is the weekend or week or wh however it is? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So we really started, I, I really started implementing these early last year. Yeah. Uh, I'd done other retreats and stuff on a different scale down there, but using my playground, I kept saying, you know, and that was another task I went through. I kept saying it's not ready. Property's not ready. Property's not ready. Oh, <laughs> it's ready. Let's go. Right. So typically what will happen is it's a weekend event right now. And I do want to do some more expansive ones where you can get deeper into details and things. But right now it's called the men's active retreat. Right. So we are very active. And most of the time people will come up Friday afternoon uh, to the property you know when you have a group sometimes you're gonna get some later arrivals for work and whatnot I like to get people together and grounded together communicating talking you know just sharing who we are uh, first right and get that tribe starting to connect together and I'll usually take people out on some type of barefoot hike or grounding exercise I love to do when it's right the barefoot hikes and get getting up into the trees barefoot, going on trails. You know, people coming from the cities don't get to experience that. A lot of people actually don't get to experience barefoot hikes, right? I mean, it's not something that we think about. But it is super freeing, as we know, and the energy is completely different when you can be barefoot and walking through nature. So typically we'll do some sort of exercise like that, ending with a little bit of breath work uh, at the top of wherever we go. Coming down... And at that point, we'll be eating, right? We're always, you know, cooking, obviously, organic food. I mean, that's what our lifestyle is about. So we'll have some food and meals. We'll generally do some more either communications, some type of movement, you know, general movement or meditation. And then we'll go into the sauna that evening. So we're working with the sauna and cold pretty much every day. Uh, it's a great place to meditate in that space as well, right? We'll do a lot of chanting work, 
breath work you can do, right? So we get, you know, a lot of stuff done in that sauna as well. And then we'll end with that Friday night, just more of relaxing, communicating people's experience. You know, sometimes we could be doing gratitude lists and things of that nature, mandala work. Um, and then we will usually call it a good, you know, an early evening Friday, early meaning between 9.30 and 10. It's not really early, but I mean, uh, I like to get people kind of down at that time because Saturday is a big day. <laughs> We're getting a lot done on Saturday. So Saturdays we'll wake up and usually do Qigong to start the day. And then we'll get our you know, food and espressos going and just have tribal time and brotherhood. And, you know, everybody's always talking about their experiences of here or life or questions are coming up, right? It's a very natural flow of communication. We open that space for, you know, brothers to bring up things that they might be, you know, experiencing in life, right? Where they might not have that tribe to communicate with, right? Letting us, it's such a big thing for us men, right? Communicate, have people to talk to and share our feelings with, you know? So um, then we'll, we'll really get into the act of, you know, day with movement, stretching first. We'll do some movement out on the deck. We have an 800 square foot deck, right, that we can actually do some movement on. And then we'll be on the obstacle course, right? We'll go around and station train, basically, on the obstacle course. We'll have a little workout with the stones. And by that time, you know, yeah, we're all feeling it. You know, that's a lot of work. It might not sound like it in the words, but, and then, uh, you know, we'll have some rest time. So downtime, rest and recovery, we'll eat lunch, we'll just hang out, right? No agenda, chill out, do what you want. And then we go usually on some type of power hike where we're gonna test ourselves and use recovery breaths and stuff to challenge ourselves, right? To take us up. I mean, we're at 6,000 feet at our house. And we have hikes taking us up, you know, quite a bit further. So here, people are coming from sea level most of the time, right? So it's a big exchange just in that. But teaching people and getting them to push themselves on that hike is another means of learning, right? And teaching them a recovery breath. So we're talking more about breath. We're getting into the dynamics of using this in this breath series to keep you going, right? So we'll come back and I'd say everybody's pretty pooped out of that time. <laughs> but I mean... We're, that's taking a lot of the day, right? We'll come back, usually eat at that point again, right? We're eating frequently. We have snacks and drinks and things we'll use. Um, and then we'll get more into uh, experiential, talking about our scenarios, what we experienced uh, throughout the day. And then we'll go back into the sun and cold. You know, I like to get in there almost every day with the group because I think it's a very powerful practice and then we'll usually end with uh, my first round of breath journeys uh, which is a shorter version and I'll take people into you know breathing rhythm and hypoxic states to access you know their deeper emotional selves and you know have experiences and I'll teach them about what that's more about right and what you can access through the breath and then we will you know, journal about that, and usually that'll end the night, right, and go back to bed. 
And Sunday's going to be our day where we actually hit the obstacle course for time. So we'll wake up, we'll do some more Qigong, you know, breakfast, movement, same kind of thing in the morning, get us going. There's always going to be different movements, right, um, teaching people. And then we'll actually set up and run that obstacle course for time. So this is where it even gets a little bit more fun, right? So you get to bring, you know, there's nothing wrong with bringing a little competition into it, right? So we like to bring in that aspect. Uh, we will draw pine needles to see who goes first. <laughs> and then we will set that up and run the course for time. And uh, so that'll take, you know, the morning and we'll have lunch again. And then we'll usually, you know, gather and chat and then end with uh, the biggest breath journey, which is about an hour long, right? And take them into very deep spaces and let them access themselves even bigger and then kind of just gather chat more gratitude i mean things what i've noticed with the um retreats is again just like we talk about with our clientele it becomes you know very group oriented and you're going to have different personalities and you're going to have different people at different levels so it's going to tailor to that as well you know, and I don't have a strict guideline of what we're doing. You know, I like to feel the energy and spirit and just go with the flow. But I have obviously, based off of what I said, it's an idea of what's going on. You know, but that may include more meditation. It may include actually more active parts, um, depending on where we're at, how people are feeling. How was that Saturday, you know, um, how taxing was it, right? So we're going to look at balancing, like we talked about with life, balancing that weekend too. Like we need to have enough rest and recovery to continue with these modalities, right? So, but we will push through and complete them all. <laughs> you know, one of the craziest things I did once was with the Edo Portel group where we do a weekend, three days, and you're learning on the rings and all kinds of movement and stuff and you got calluses all over your hands. I mean, you're going for like 10 hours a day, right? And you've got calluses, and I'm like, tomorrow, another day? <laughs> and usually I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do another day, but I was in this workshop, and you know what I found is, yeah, you can do it, right? It's like it's okay to do it sometimes as long as you can get enough rest and recovery after the fact and you keep that lifestyle. You're not going to do it seven days a week. Right? But we are born to push ourselves, you know, in a in a time period, right? And it's good for us, I believe, right? So, yeah, it's uh, that's kind of where we're at with it. Well, yeah. I think Jeff, that's that's kind of I, I think an amazing uh, way to end up here. I mean, would you mind sharing, like, hey, people are looking for the retreat retreats, like working with you, just any way uh, best find out, like, kind of what's going on you where to connect all of that please share yeah the biggest place right now is on instagram probably at holistic playground underscore um you know i don't have a website up with this yet that's going to be coming this year with more you know um more workshops and retreats you know once i get that going we have a lot of ideas that we're going to be implementing this year with different kind of stays different kind of retreats you know, the men's active retreats are usually, you know, we'll do, I have right now I have three set up for the springtime, and I'll do another round in the fall. 
Uh, but we do other kind of retreats in between that. You know, I'll co-host with my partner, Roseanne, and we'll be doing one for a private client next weekend, uh, which is based around a lot more of a dream and intention, things of that nature. We're always using breath to bring that in. She does QHHC hypnosis, so it'll be, you know, a different kind of retreat in the sense that we're going to be doing more of those modalities and not so much the active parts. Uh, and we do some sacred ceremony and stuff like that for people. So we have all kinds of things going on up here, and it's just growing, right? We're just getting started with it. So we are excited for 2020, and we think uh, we see big things changing this year. Yeah. Jeff, that sounds amazing. I mean, thank you just so much for sharing all of that uh, with everybody. And I hope that uh, if, if they're not able to make it out to see you, that they can still at least get out and connect with nature and be yeah, there and enjoy it. Absolutely. I mean, it's happening, right? People are just, that's my goal is just to spread this kind of movement and stuff and, you know, inspire people to try something new out in nature, right? So I appreciate you having me, my brother. And, this might be the next best thing, but we'll see you out here one day, my man. I cannot wait. <sighs>